good, folks. It's been a minute. It's been too long. I apologize. What's going on? This is episode number 86 of the Puro Caballero Show. It's your host, Mario Caballero, a.k.a. the Joint's Chief of Staff, the Bigote Boss, the Mazapan Don himself. And yeah, it's been a minute. Got to do some catch-up. But the world has changed. Um, maybe not quite a bit, but there's a pretty big shift, I would say, that happened. Last week, uh, we are recording this uh, on Tuesday, November 10th. It is a week since Election Day, November the 3rd, in the United States of America. And it took about four or five days until we got an official result. But we got a new president, guys. Y'all already know this, but um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, their ticket ended up getting enough uh, electoral college votes and they'll be sworn in in a few months um but uh apparently trump doesn't think so still uh shit is wild man um but yeah pretty much that's happened now what now where do we go where do we go from here but uh to kind of figure that out we're gonna have to take a little bit of a step back um yeah as i mentioned it was a five days of vote counting um Obviously, the pandemic and everything that's going on has affected a lot of what's going on um, on the political side. There's a lot more people who were voting absentee or voting uh, mail-in ballots uh, more so than ever before. I think this was uh, this this election set the record for most votes uh, ever counted, um, most votes ever sent in um, by uh, mail-in votes, and uh, so it was pretty uh, anticipated election to say the least. And I guess that's what happens when you piss off a large portion of uh, the country you're supposed to be running. Because, yeah, the Trump campaign, they didn't have any problem doing that whatsoever in the last three and a half years, four years, whatever it is. Even before the election. It's been like, it's like 2015 that folks started talking shit about Mexicans. So <laughs> it's been a while, man. It's been a minute. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so it took a while. The different states had different regulations and rules in terms of counting in the mail-in ballots. Some of them counted them early. Some of them didn't count them until election day. They just had them stacked and piled up, ready to go. Um, so yeah, that took a little while. Some controversies there because some of the uh, initial election results as they were announced, um, they didn't necessarily hold up uh, all the way. So some states, if they counted them early, the mail-in ballots, they tended to be more um uh i guess left-leaning they tend to be more democratic uh uh filled ballots uh, for people who were voting at uh mail-in because the people who are more conservative people who are going to vote more republican a lot of the rhetoric that they were hearing was that uh there are going to be some potential fraud and a lot of uh, craziness might happen with your ballot. So those people were more willing to go vote in person. Also, they've also probably more willing to believe that this virus is kind of a sham or a hoax and is not completely real. So they're going to be less afraid of uh, being around people and being in groups and whatnot. Uh, so generally speaking, that's kind of what happened. I will say one of the uh, key mail-in ballots that weren't necessarily tabulated initially was a lot of um 
uh, ballots from the military for people overseas. So those did have to come back. And those tend to be a little more conservative than uh, liberal leaning. So, um, but generally speaking, that was a smaller percentage of uh, uh, all of the, the mail-in ballots that they kind of got. So with that being said, the states that did count the ballots beforehand, a lot of them started off being blue. It may have turned red. I know Texas was one of those states um, because they had the tally, and as soon as they released the results, they had more blue votes than the red votes were coming in later in that day, if that makes sense. And as a result, there was um, so that kind of flipped to be more uh, to be a red state, I guess. Uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, a state like Pennsylvania, uh, <laughs> we're waiting for their results for a while, but basically, it started off as being more red leaning and then because of their specific rules they had to count the mail-in ballots later so those mail-in ballots added to joe biden's um comeback i guess in that state is what they call it so those ballots eventually came in and gave the state over to the democrats or to joe biden there so that was a big state that helped determine everything i know nevada was another one that also went from red to blue. Um, so during this whole process, man, this shit was wild. So many damn like uh, um, people in the Trump campaign, Republicans, people in the conservative media were also. Uh, it was weird. So they're saying that they should stop counting the votes <laughs> because he was kept losing percentages, and Biden kept you know catching them up, catching them up little by little. And they're getting nervous that they were going to lose the election and that the, their path to getting enough electoral college votes was going to be limited, which ended up being true. <laughs> so that ended up actually happening. But uh, the fact that they were trying to change the whole democratic process and the system is just fucking wild. <laughs> These are supposed to be the people who are law about law and order and keeping everything on the up and up. And they're the ones trying to, you know, trying to take a mulligan, trying to change the rules, finagle that shit. Like, come on, man. Like, at least be truthful, right? Um, so, so, there were some people cl uh, asking for that stuff. And, yeah, it doesn't show too well for your character, I, I would say. But these are politicians. Who the fuck expects them to have any character or backbone, right? Uh, on either side, man. It's just wild. Um, but, yeah. So, that was the big news. Trump is no longer going to be here. Um, not everybody has come to accept this reality, as I mentioned. Uh, there's still, even today, it's a, it's been a week, and it's been three days since they announced it on Saturday. It's like there's still people beefing and, and arguing and trying to say this dude was screwed and that it's a fraud and all this stuff. There's been no evidence whatsoever um, that has come about to light. So he's gonna keep claiming all these things and. It's just, uh, I guess we gotta listen to it for another few more months and then uh, hopefully that'll be the end of it. I uh, hear he's trying to uh, put together a political action committee, a PAC, um, to support <laughs> um, more conservative causes in the future, keep uh, his name, I guess, in politics. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I did also see that uh, <laughs> he might consider running in 2024. So, hey, man, I guess the story ain't over, man. <laughs> I wouldn't expect this dude to go out quietly. Um, yeah, not the sore. He's, he is a sore loser, I'd say. <laughs> and a sore winner, too, man. Like, Jesus, he kept bringing up the election victory like 
pretty much throughout his whole term. <laughs> like, bro, the election was over. It was like your turn to be president, and this fool still claiming his victories from the past. Like, dude, like, yeah, that's what uh, narcissistic ass people, I'd say, tend to do. So, yeah, man. So Trump's still still somewhat not accepting defeat. Um, also, I was reading about how a lot of the other world leaders, some of them haven't necessarily come out and congratulated Biden quite yet. Some people are taking that for one way or the other. Um, yeah, I know Putin said, or like Russia, they haven't said anything. They said they're waiting for officials um, stuff. I know President Xi from China hasn't said anything. North Korea's Kim Jong-un hasn't said anything either um yeah there's been there's been a couple basically all the people who were uh except for g i'd say a lot of those dudes who were buddy buddies with trump all those kind of you know (laughs) uh like evil people i don't know if evil is the right word but like (laughs) the um what's the word i'm looking for the strongman types, you know what I'm saying? The, uh, oh my God, what the fuck? My vocabulary is failing me right now. But you know, you know, you know what I mean. You should know what I mean. Those heads of states, the not democratically elected position, you know, you know what I mean. Those guys, <laughs> those people haven't given Biden his props yet, per se. So I see, I saw that like a lot of the leaders from the EU, saw President Trudeau in Canada, um, New Zealand, they all congratulate him. So it'll be in due time. Uh, I think one of the things that's holding up this uh, transition campaign from getting more funding is uh, the Republican side admitting defeat. So I guess that is one hurdle that does need to happen there. But uh, in due time, I believe. This dude's going to go out there kicking and screaming. He's I, I, There's going to be some petty moments, I, I predict, that's going to happen for this inauguration in January. So we'll see. But good fucking riddance, man. I'm so glad Trump's out. Now, am I happy in particular that Biden's going to be president? Not necessarily. Dude tends to be more of a corporate Democrat. And Kamala Harris is... Um, you know, former district attorney, she has her own history of relating, you know, with her relations, uh, with the people in California and some of that's pretty checkered. I will say that. So this is not the, the party that's going to, or the ticket that's going to come in and let's say get, uh, the most promising report card from people. Uh, who, you know, stand up for social justices and and things of that nature. So there's definitely a lot of work to be done. This ticket that they have of Harris and Biden is, uh, I'd say, very much uh, more centrist, which is probably why they got a good amount of the um, Midwest, I think, to vote for them. So I understand that whole dynamic there but hey man I mean it's not Bernie Sanders that's going to be in there and it's not uh, um, 
a radical socialist who the uh, the right claims uh, Joe Biden is. Uh, you know, during the election and the lead up to it, I think it was pretty funny because like a lot of the typical uh, claims that you would just you know the mudslinging that you would throw towards the Democratic side. Um, saying that they're socialists or that they want to, um, <laughs> you know, take the country away from what conservatives want it to be. Uh, a lot of those aren't necessarily true, you know. Like, he's no radical socialist. He was a part of the Obama campaign and administration that, you know, bailed out the a lot of the, the corporations after the 08 financial cl- uh, collapse that uh, was a result of decisions made under the Bush, uh, George W. Bush administration. So, like, you can keep going back and back and back, further and further. Regardless, um, yeah. Occupy Wall Street happened when he was vice president. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? The 94 crime bill he was the author of that uh, severely uh, harmed um black and brown communities in america the mandatory minimum sentencing the differences between crack and powder cocaine um yeah there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of meat on the bones there if you want to go pick at it so it's funny because like the trump campaign were trying to say that uh you know like oh man this you was so bad for like minority communities when i think a lot of his supporters would be like okay and the problem is <laughs> like, oh, maybe we should vote for Biden. <laughs> maybe he doesn't have our interest in our man. So <laughs> they could really use that some of those arguments there. Um, <laughs> so I think some of those attacks kind of fell a little bit on deaf ears. This was such a weird election cycle because they didn't they had one debate. It was kind of a shit show. Um, Trump was being his crazy Trump self and they didn't really talk about anything substantial. Uh, from what I saw, I tried to avoid all that hoopla. I just kind of caught, you know, little clips here and there because I like my sanity <laughs> and I like my mental health and the world is just was going through some shit um, with the whole election lead up, media cycle, all this stuff. And so for me, trying to stay attuned to what's going on, but not getting wrapped up in all that stuff is is difficult, is difficult. So there's times you kind of just have to check out or you can kind of tell yourself, all right, I can only take so much of this. Um, before I start to lose myself, <laughs> lose my mind, man, because this shit is wild. This shit is wild. Like last election cycle in 2016, I did get caught up in all that stuff, and like I got like certain times where I felt like I had like uh, anxiety, just you know watching CNN, all the damn countdown clocks, tickers, and timers to nothing, and it's like uh, yeah, the follow up coverage after that, and it's yeah, I was. I was in my feelings for sure. Uh, you guys can probably go back and listen to some of that shit. I mean, about like, what, two, three years ago now? So, since I started this. But, uh, yeah, wild times, man. Wild times. Fucking crazy. And Kamala Harris, as, we, as I mentioned, she's a district attorney for the state of California. Or the, um, yeah, district attorney um, in the, the Bay Area. Um, her California political career she's been very pro-cop and you know very uh much about uh quote-unquote like law and order type been hard on certain communities before (laughs) and um yeah some of the stuff that she does seems to be like pandering (laughs) the biggest thing that comes to mind is that whole like uh 
uh, hip hop fiasco where she was on the Breakfast Club talking about her favorite rapper live is Tupac. Like, come on, <laughs> she couldn't lay anybody else. Like, you don't have to fake the funk if you don't listen. If you're not part of that life, you don't have to fake that shit. But she was playing up the kind of the, um, you know, all the the identity politics type stuff. You know, she's the uh, female. Uh, half black, half uh, Indian, uh, Southeast Asian descent. So a lot of people latched onto a lot of those uh, identities and say, you know, it's positive that we have her in a prominent position. You know, <laughs> at the same time, I know a cop when I see one too. So, <laughs> like, yeah, we're we're gonna need to keep an eye on that shit because, I mean couple troubling things you know the uh, uh, being able to be buddy buddies with corporations I think is a big thing coming in um, truly standing for some of the more liberal leaning progressive type of movements that they kind of adopted during the campaign trail things like uh, um, climate change or whatnot. They didn't quite accept the whole premise of the Green New Deal. Um, they kind of took a more muted approach to it, which seems to be more helpful for uh, oil business, different corporations like that. So trying to stay on them on that. I know Joe Biden did mention he's going to try to reunite. Uh, the, I think it's like 520 different cases of families being separated from the children um, by being detained by ICE at the border. So he's going to try to reunite those families, which I think is uh commemorable um and uh you know so he's got a lot to fix on 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 those fronts um continue to be uh progressive in terms of you know prison reform and and that uh in that kind of regard trying to take uh, the private prison system take the that kind of uh situation and remove that um it's gonna be tough <laughs> gonna be tough gotta gotta keep pushing on those fronts um yeah the protection for people of um you know different sexual orientations and all those classifications that's also something that's they're probably gonna need to to focus in on as well too uh the pandemic response that's gonna be number one i know he's has uh in his transition team he's appointed some people already to kind of uh, oversee that um, I don't know how successful they're gonna be uh, they say that there's a vaccine coming out and that they already got plans in in works um, to kind of get that administered I think the Trump administration even said that I think they're both kind of on the same page in that regard um, I know he did you know highlight the mask wearing and social distancing and all that stuff but there's like we need more you know stuff that's substituted there hasn't been as much um movement to you know get uh, more funding for the people whether that's to help out businesses or to get another stimulus check up and running we only had that 1200 uh towards the beginning of the pandemic and since then there hasn't been anything even though we've been promised another check or two or three or there hasn't been anything so um it's questionable as, as to whether we're going to even get anything before the new administration and even into the 
following administration if anything's going to happen. Because even though Biden won, the Senate and the House are still contested right now. I want to say the, yeah, Democrats like lost seats um, in the House, which was kind of surprising for, to, for some people. But um, yeah, that's the game, man. So we'll see what happens in the Senate, too, because I think there's a couple runoff elections in Georgia from what I saw. So that'll de- determine it. That'd be pretty big. So, um, yeah, Georgia, we'll see what happens in January. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Um, there's been a lot. There's been a lot that's been going on. Um, in terms of kind of going down towards some of the propositions and see where the movement's gone, uh, <laughs> all right. So I guess one of the things that kind of ties into the whole presidency thing is just this whole movement for uh, decriminalizing a lot of drug possession laws and uh, making things more socially accepted and legal. I know mer- the medical marijuana um, uh, movement to the marijuana legalization movement for personal use. Um, that has also you know, through the last few election cycles, that's also gained lots and lots of momentum. So we'll see if uh, from the federal uh, side of things, they'll be willing and open to making those moves and changes also, or if they're just going to be in the, uh, you know, (laughs) uh, the old dare program type of idea and mentality where it's prohibition, don't want to legalize it, and uh, don't want to jeopardize the painkiller industry because that's a big, big uh, funder for keeping weed illegal. If you look at the money, it'll give you an idea of where the influence is coming from. So we'll see if they'll be bought off by the pharmaceutical industry or if they're going to kind of promote that stuff too because I know Bernie Sanders was running on a platform to make sure to make... uh, uh, marijuana legal legalized on a federal level which would open up testing possibilities so you could see exactly the possible benefits and the, the negative aspects of consumption and whatnot as somebody who's a particularly regular user myself i would consider that to be a positive step um is biden and harris gonna do that shit i don't fucking know no idea. But on the on the state level, we're still seeing progress. The biggest, most drastic change that I think we saw was uh, Oregon becoming the first state to decriminalize drug possession of all kind. <laughs> That's all kind of drugs. So, you know, if you have the small amounts, they're going to treat it as like a violation and they're going to give you like a ticket instead of making you um, be punished um by going to jail or, or you know, going to court or what have you. So it's just going to be like a court hearing and then you'll just have to pay the fine or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, man, that's like, that's a pretty big move for, for Oregon. Um, pretty fucking wild. Oregon, one of the most liberal parts of this country. They have some kooky laws. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie to you. It's pretty out there. But, uh that's a pretty drastic step i'm not going to lie i think the idea in general are you know i would say 
founded in some logic and some reasoning because as somebody who's kind of studied the war on drugs and how that's kind of affected and permeated our society here in America and the whole world because everybody follows what we uh, decide to do because we got the big military and the big guns. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of this kind of follows through with the, a lot of researchers would uh, would tell you would lead to uh, a better society and a better handling of uh, issues with uh, illegal drugs or substances. So uh, we'll see how, how it works in practice, though. There have been certain places that have taken steps similar to this. I know Vancouver has like uh, heroin needle exchange programs and things of that nature that have reduced deaths and overdoses. And I haven't checked in on the stats of, of that project recently or if, we, if it's still up and going anymore. I know that was always been touted as like an example of different place making different type of laws and having it work for them and benefiting them. On a, you know, on a whole level, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on in Portland. Portland does like to keep it weird. So, uh, but on the weed side of things, we got New Jersey and Arizona. They got to legalize it completely. That's very very big. I think now there's only maybe four or five different states that have it completely illegal for all, you know, cases. Most of them have medical system in place, or at least a decriminalized uh, possessions, and so many more now are fully, fully legal, uh, full adult um, recreational usage, which I think is fucking dope. That's fucking awesome. Um, the movement is just to keep up. It, it, it's still going. It's 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 moving, and I'm glad. I like to make this country green as fuck, and. Yeah, I think it's crazy that you sh could go to jail for more time for having a plant in your pocket than you can for maybe killing somebody, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Obviously, it's a lot of different crazy cases involved homicide and whatnot, murders and the loss of life, so... But, like... At least there's degrees to that shit. So now there's degrees to the other shit too. So that's good. Uh, in California, man, there was a lot of different propositions. Um, some of them were pretty interesting. Uh, the results. Because California does seem to be a more liberal-leaning type of state. But a lot of the propositions that were promoting more um, liberal ideals... A lot of them lost. All right, so let's look through some of these here. So we got Proposition 14. This was going to issue some bonds to fund stem cell research. That looks like it probably will pass. It's at a 51 to 48.9% uh, um, tally right now as of on Politico. It's like 90% of all precincts reporting, so that's too close to call. Um Let's see, Prop 21, that expands local authority on rent control. So that means that more people could have, like, rent control properties. Um, they can be designated as such. That was actually struck down, so that's a loss there for renters, and it's a win for landlords and property owners. Um, so, yeah, I think that's 
going against, I guess, the liberal-leaning California. Um, Prop 15, that would remove property tax caps on commercial properties. So that means that um, this would hurt property owners that I think it was over a million, that valued over a million or five million um, for businesses, for commercial properties. That was not passed. So that failed. That also supports businesses. Uh, maybe doesn't help the people as much because now they have less taxes to invest in community funds and projects. So that's another one. There was Prop 16 that would reinstate affirmative action in public hiring and in other uh, avenues. That was also struck down so the law is going to stand in effect so you, you cannot use affirmative action directly you can't have a stated um we're going to have this many people of this race this many people of this gender etc etc so you cannot specifically not write do that in the state of california now um, so there was a lot of people in the uh, california uc systems who were very disappointed at the outcome of the results here. Uh, a lot of people thought that they would be able to, by using affirmative action, it'd be able to level some playing field, I guess, in terms of uh, having students admitted into different colleges or having people fill different roles on um, in boardrooms or what have you. So that vote got struck down. Let's see. Prop 17 was to restore voting rights to people on parole. That did pass, so that is more of a, um, a liberal agenda type move there. Um, so that means uh, parolees um, would be allowed to, to vote after they serve their time. So there's certain states that do allow it. More and more of them are trying to get you know propositions similar to this one um, passed or have done so in the last few elections. So this is, uh, you know, getting um, more and more people out there to vote. For the most part, that tends to help out more Democrats. Like this past election, when you see the numbers of more people voting, that tends to help out um, the blue team versus the red team, traditionally speaking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's see. Prop 18 allows certain 17-year-olds to vote in primaries that did not pass. Um, I voted yes on that one because that means if you're like, if you're 17 and a half in like the primary election and then you become 18 before the general election or before the, the main election, that means you didn't have a opportunity to help decide who would be on the ballot to run against a Republican or to run against a Democrat, right? So it might not be your favorite vote. So it didn't... By changing this, it would give you an opportunity to have somewhat of a say um, in terms of who's going to be on the ballot later. So that got struck down um, 56 to 43%. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see, Prop 19. We still don't know. That one hasn't been called yet. Um, that's the tax law for property tax transfers. Prop 20 makes some criminal justice laws more strict. That was not changed. So that was actually uh, something that is uh, put on the ballot prior to a lot of the uh, 
protests of over the, you know, police brutality, racial injustices, and everything that's happened over the summer. So this one seemed like it was going to be dead in the water because it's given more and more uh, power to the court systems and to the prosecutors to, um, like, increase some of the mandatory minimums and things of that nature, which is going against kind of the movement that has been happening in California and some of the other states too. So that was a big vote. Um, another big uh, big vote there was Prop 22. This was the case that uh, would classify gig workers as contractors. So there was pro uh, legislation that got passed last year that would make uh, Uber and Lyft, it would force them to classify their people, I think, who work over 30 hours a week for them as employees uh, instead of independent contractors. And now what that does, that would mean you'd have to be, you'd, it's mandatory for you to provide like sick leave, to provide, you know, uh, unemployment, uh, to provide them with uh, medical benefits, things of that nature. So that would cut into their bottom line and they didn't want to do so. So what they did is they provided Prop 22, which would reclassify uh, their drivers as independent contractors. It would give them a few different concessions, but it would ultimately, they would be minor compared to what they would have had to fork over. So they did a very good job in advertising and dumping millions of dollars into uh, their this proposition uh, it passed by 58.5 to 41.5 margin um so they did a lot of kind of uh sleight of hand kind of misdirection type of advertising i saw because um they had a lot of testimonial type commercials where you'd see people going you know i want to you know maintain flexibility and i want to be able to continue driving as I want to. I don't want to have it mandated that I, you know, have to work a certain amount of hours. I do it as I want to, and I like that flexibility, which is nice, but not, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people out here that are doing Uber and Lyft as, like, the main source of income, the way they pay their bills. And for those people, like, even though they're busting their ass and putting in so many hours, after a certain period, it's like they don't, they're not getting as many benefits as they probably are should be entitled to as if they were working like a traditional type of role or position in a normal company um, instead of maybe an app-based type of... Uh, so I think Postmates is also included in that legislation, but they won. So they did a, a great job of advertising and doing all that stuff. And um, yeah, man, it was... I mean, there are some people who kind of are on both sides of that argument and that conversation, so... That was a tricky one. I voted a no on that one, personally. Um, another one that was a little confusing was Prop 23, which was about increasing dialysis clinic regulations. This was struck down, uh, which did not any add any further regulations. Um, this was a weird one, too. Like, in theory, I think it is. I voted yes to have more regulations, in a perfect world, it would not need you would this wouldn't necessarily need to be on the on the ballot. It would just be handled by, um, you know, people who um, are a part of a uh, um, 
whatchamacallit? Oh my goodness, why am I feeling? Why is my vocabulary killing me today? This is what happens when you don't do podcasts for a couple of months, man. Your brain just doesn't work the same. Um, like union representatives, that's what it is. So, you know, t- in an ideal world, you'd have a strong union who'd be able to fight for the the people who work at these dialysis care centers, um, and would be able to demand that they are able to provide more regulations but a lot of these unions aren't strong at all so they don't have as much power so they've tried to lobby to make this into a political campaign and it's just like it always because there was another proposition a few years ago also um, regarding dialysis clinics um, and that one also failed too so they did a good job of a lot of scare tactics saying that a lot of the clinics are going to shut down there's going to be extra costs and what have you and it's going to be a detriment to the health of a lot of people, um, which I don't know how 100% true it is. I don't know 100% true the other side is either, too. So this was a, this was a weird one. It did not pass uh, by 63 to 37 margin, just about. And let's see. There was Prop 24 that helped bolster consumer privacy laws. That did pass 56 to 44%. And then finally, uh, the last one, uh, California Prop 25, which had a ban on cash bail, which would completely overhaul the bail system. This one did not pass um, 56% margin. Um, so that means that the bail system that we currently have uh, is still intact, uh, where um, if you're somebody who's poor and you get uh, arrested and you can't afford that bail, you got to just sit in, that, sit in that cell, man. And that... that that is what it is. The other system that they promote pro, uh, promoted would have had people who would decide on, you know, how likely it is this person would maybe flee or not return to court. So they would do a, a risk assessment, and then that would be the deciding factor if you'd be able to be released uh, to the general public or if you'd have to sit in that that's holding cell. So. Um, it would be pretty radical change, I'm not going to lie. The cash bail system, it is, um, it's a for-profit system, man. So a lot of things that are created in that kind of realm, a lot of them can be corrupted. So it's uh, it's crazy. As uh, somebody who's got some family members that have worked within that system, too, I could see, like, if, if you're willing to deal with a lot of the headaches and a lot of the, the day-to-day stuff, it, it's it can be a lucrative um, career option if uh, if you dedicate yourself to it. But like, is that something that we should be profiting off of? Is like the people, the 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 punishment system and the jailing system and all that stuff. So there's like deeper philosophical, I think, questions that kind of go involved with this vote. But uh, ultimately, I think it was a little too drastic for the voters here. I don't know how many people really took the time to kind of take the uh, read and, and look into this. I mean, myself personally, I took a couple like weeks to kind of go through it and read it little by little. Um, but yeah, I kind of crammed like a few days before uh, my ballot was due. I ended up dropping mine off at uh, one of those uh, ballot drop-offs. But uh, yeah, I wasn't going to go crazy with people so so yeah 
See, it's wild. It's wild. Mm. All right, I think that's it for there. Uh, what else? What else do I want to talk about? Uh, yeah. This whole election cycle is wild. I can't believe we had Kanye West running for president, man. <laughs> How crazy is that? He's on Joe Rogan's podcast, talking, rambling, going from one subject to the next. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He had a wild ride. He had a. He declared kind of late for a lot of places. Wasn't able to get on all the ballots, and like had this whole rally in South Carolina that he was like breaking down and crying on. And uh, he got real emotional. He got caught up, and a lot of people were worried for him mentally and and whatnot. Some people thought it was a lot of this stuff was just a stunt, and that he's, you know, leading up for a promotional release for like an album or something. I don't know, man. I don't know what's real. Uh, I know that guy has grandiose thoughts and plans, and some of them seem kind of extreme to the outside, but I mean, he's done shit before. The thing that was craziest was the fact that he was in the Trump White House and with all that shit that was going on, and man, that's that ultimately not the best look ever, like for anybody, I think, that stepped in there. Even if you're not pro-Biden, people, it's just, man, uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, where these, these people go, because it's like, who else we got? We got Lil Pump, we had, like, Kanye West, like, Lil Pump was at, like, a Trump rally, like, the last week before the election, um... The reggaeton singer Anuel Dolaz, like I think, was also spotted with the MAGA hat with them spools. Colby Covington, was, I mean, man, his whole shtick, like, is that thing, is that gonna still keep going? Jorge Masvidal also was very supportive of uh, Goya products and the Trump and all that. We'll get into Goya in a second, but man, it's fucking wild. Oh my god, shit's crazy. I, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. This is just so wild. It just seems so crazy. But yeah. Um, anyway, back to Kanye though. But yeah, he had to bake down in South Carolina. Uh, he claimed Kim K wanted to have his, uh, his first child aborted and wanted to have him see doctors and get treatment for medical for mental health issues. Uh, apparently was looking for a divorce after she met with Meek Mill over prison reform, or he was <laughs> looking for a divorce. Um, that seems a little drastic, but then also that uh, Get Out was based on his life, the movie <laughs> about him living with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild, man. This is pretty crazy. I can't believe he actually tried to put together a campaign this time. That seems... Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it seems pretty wild. Like he just didn't get like one percent of the vote. <laughs> yeah, this selection cycle's fucking crazy. And man, we had the debates. Like I said, those were crazy. The vice president's debate. We had that stupid fly that fell on Pence's head. Y'all remember that shit a couple weeks ago, about a month ago. Um. 
There was concerns about fake drop-off boxes to help harvest ballots so that they don't get counted. Apparently, there were some California Republicans that had allegedly set up some. Um, according to some news sources, I don't know how rampant that was or whatnot. Apparently, that was a thing. Let's see. Like I said, Goya, um, the CEO, ended up hosting a press con- holding a press conference supporting Trump at the White House. And a lot of people got mad. A lot of Latinos got mad. Um, so that shit got boycotted by a lot of folks. I know AOC was one person who, <laughs> she went on Twitter and was asking, like, how do you make adobo? And <laughs> so you don't have to buy the Goyo version. And she got some support there. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of conservative folks who were buying up Goyo products for probably the first time ever in their life. <laughs> I know Jorge Masvidal, as I mentioned before, he was like coming out supporting Goya because he's. If you, if the world, if y'all don't know this, a lot of the Cuban Americans in this country are very conservative. They left a very um, socialist uh, dictatorship. Dictators, that's the word that I was looking for. Dictators, motherfucking dictators. All right, but yeah, so they had la- that whole craziness that was going on in Cuba. So um, the people who left tend to be more right-wing people who are persecuted so a lot of them have that uh similar kind of uh political view and slant even if it's like through generations past they're still like very conservative and the uh a lot of the cubans that live in florida i'd say mostly mostly that area masvidal he falls into that category so it doesn't completely surprise me that he's Giving them his support there, so um, free country, do what you want, bro. But free country, everybody else. <laughs> it's weird, man, because like nobody wants to call out MMA fighters <laughs> or what they do, unless you're another MMA fighter. These are obvious physical repercussions. People scared to catch hands <laughs> and feet and knees and all that, like so. Yeah, but it's got to be said, man. It's got to be said. So that should happen. Oh, man. This whole, this whole pandemic and everything that's been going on, I can't believe it's... Oh, I haven't even told you guys. The, the joke that I made, though, about the whole Goya shit, those like, at the very least, we're getting some more white people putting some seasoning on the chicken, you know? <laughs> Could put some adobo on there, right? So regardless if you're conservative or you're liberal, make sure you season your chicken, man. <laughs> so that's the bottom line there. So I've been kind of telling that joke every once in a while on these mics um or what have you um but yeah what else was going on this whole pandemic and the election happening is just was just a it was a complete shit show it was a total shit storm of uh conspiracy theories with misinformation and uh um Uh, you know, a lot of stuff that shouldn't have got politicized ended up really becoming so. Delegitimizing this whole virus, the seriousness of it, um, <laughs> you know, ignoring orders and claiming that, you know, it's your right to act how you should and feeling that a lot of liberties are being taken by mandating certain actions and 
trying to try to limit this stuff from spreading and it got wild man it got so wild so mm. <laughs> but i just think it was uh i don't know it's like ironic but not ironic like it's it's cliche but it's not at the same time so the people who were just poo-pooing the idea that this shit is some serious to take care of to, to take into account a lot of those motherfuckers are the ones who got affected by this damn disease. All right. Check it out. We had... I think we talked about it on another podcast earlier, but, like, fucking... Most of the politicians who got it were freaking conservatives, from what I've read. Because those are the people who tend to not want to wear masks and are still gathering indoors in large and big numbers and holding rallies and whatnot, so... Let's go through the list, all right? We got the Oklahoma governor. He tested positive after attending the Trump rally in Tulsa, which also led to so many other cases there. Um, we got Rep. Louis Gomert, a Texas Republican, who's been walking around the Capitol without a mask, tested positive for the virus in July, late July. And he didn't tell the staff until an article was published uh, <laughs> about... Uh, him turning positive, testing positive. So, yeah, even though they still had to work for the dude and be around him, I don't think he was wearing a mask while he was still sick. So, that seems like pretty shitty and negligent behavior on his part, which seems to be kind of the MO of what happened with a lot of uh, right-leaning people in regards to this disease. So, so that happened. Um from that aforementioned Trump rally, Herman Cain ended up getting COVID and passed away due to complications from the disease. Like, you know, former uh, presidential candidate for the Republican Party, uh, or, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess he was a potential candidate. He went through that whole process, what have you. He was someone with some cachet and had a name, right? <laughs> One of the few uh, um, prominent black conservatives, I guess, in this country, too. He, he passed away as a result of that. Freaking crazy. There was a 30-year-old who died. Uh, okay, this is kind of not political related, but it's a 30-year-old who died after attending a, a quote-unquote COVID party in San Antonio, thinking the virus was quote-unquote a hoax. wonder where they heard that rhetoric from. Ooh. <laughs> Um, let's see. In defiance of Nevada governor, Trump ended up holding an indoor rally in, I think, Vegas um, in August. Uh, it was reported that the White House had uh, axed a plan by the U.S. Postal Service to send five masks to every American household, which is kind of damning. I think this goes all the way back to March when they first were trying to make plans to... to help uh, stem the spread of the virus white house said no we don't want you to do so we don't want to alarm the american people and think that shit is gonna hit the fan which it did unfortunately it's been so many so much of this i mean the virus was gonna take its toll regardless of what's happening but i feel like there's a big portion of what happened that kind of could have been limited or could have been attacked in a different fashion so 
Yeah, um, having people get masked up, I think would be would have been a a positive thing. All this this hate and condemnation for people who wear masks and all the rules is just fucking ridiculous. Like I mentioned, I thought people who were conservative were supposed to be like law and order, the rule of the law, follow authority type shit. And then when authority comes around, they're just like, man, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> like, man, you can't pick and choose, man. What's going on? You're supposed to stick to your stick to your ideals, right? I thought that's I thought that's what it's about, man. Yeah. It's fucking polit- political shit's too wild, man. Gotta take into account the gray areas, people. Come on, come on. All right. Um, yeah. Trump ended up giving COVID to. Took him all the way till October to get it. <laughs> I thought he might get it sooner, man. That dude didn't wear a mask for like fucking five months. Uh, six months into this. Barely ever showed with the mask on uh, in camera in front of people. A lot of members of his cabinet, uh, they got it. It spread like wildfire last month around there. Trump... It's like, I don't get how people could, like, deny it, too, when the people, (laughs) the one leader for a lot of the MAGA folks fucking got it. (laughs) Like, how could you deny its existence, right? People want to downplay it, too, because he he downplayed it, talking about how it was nothing. I mean, not everybody has access to Walter Reed Medical Hospital, either, you know? All the different therapeutics that he's got access to. Um, but yeah, even recently, just uh, Ben Carson, they announced that he tested positive. That was just yesterday. That was on Monday. And saw in other articles, researchers estimated that Trump rallies led to 30,000 coronavirus cases and approximately 700 deaths. I think this was data taken from like... I want to say June, May to like July or August. So I didn't even count like the more recent ones that happened towards the end of the campaign. But yeah, whoo, boy, oh boy, a lot of problems there. There'll be a lot of questions as to like how well this response was done. I mean, it's, it's tough. Like the, the trends globally and everything that I'm seeing is that this shit is not going to go down quiet and it's going to be a huge issue coming into this winter time. The cases globally have gone up from what I've seen. A lot more countries are starting to shut down again. We have a lot of anxiety here in America about shutdowns and closing businesses down and forcing people to uh, stay indoors and not interact with other people. It has been so wild here in America um, because we didn't shut down soon enough or properly. The reopening was was flawed to begin with, right? And then as things started to try to get open, cases kept growing. I saw that you know a lot. There was a lot of people um, spreading it by attending rallies or attending protests and attending different things of what, you know, yada, yada. Things got shut down again. Businesses, kind of the PPE loans. Six months has come and gone. A lot of these small businesses are now 
questionable if they're gonna make it. People are business owners gotta take you know second mortgage out on their house or whatnot. They're gambling with their investments and it's uh it's a crazy 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 world we live in in now. But uh yeah. I'm uh hopefully we get this shit taken care of, but I don't know how it's gonna happen. This winter it's gonna be tough. Cold and flu season normally, so this whole coronavirus is just gonna probably mingle about. Because I know the cases were, as the temperature got warmer, the cases weren't necessarily as getting as deadly. So we'll see if the virus is mutated to. We'll see how it'll affect people moving forward. It's it's tough, man. I've had people close to me who've gotten it. Um, some affected more than others and uh it's wild man it's wild so we'll never know the full ramifications and full effects that this has on the different on the body until years later like it's gonna take a while but uh like for instance i know here's a, another headline penn state doctor finds link between COVID 19 and heart condition myocarditis that's an inflammation of the heart muscles um it's founded in 30 to 35 percent of students um who've tested positive so yeah, man. Like we don't know what the long-term health complications are gonna be. Um, I know there's apparently a vaccine that's gonna try to be pushed forward. It's still months away though, so we're gonna have to survive this winter and figure it out from there. It's crazy, man. Yeah, so it's wild. Uh, a lot of people in America just felt like they're starting to take the foot off the get um, the gas or in terms of being diligent 100% of the time um, about yeah, everything that's going on. So, from what I saw, like, it's more outdoor venues that are opening up and people are more willing to go travel and to visit people and to be in contact with people who they haven't necessarily quarantined with prior. and So there's a lot more of that stuff that's happening me myself personally here in los angeles i've seen that there's like a lot of underground type of hangouts and events and things that are you know skirting laws and are kind of on the gray area there's a lot of that stuff that's kind of been happening i mean in my personal world being in the comedy stand-up comedy scene like there's open mics that are happening outdoors in parks at outdoor venues like on in people's backyards at the beach like Everywhere they can try to think of, um, comedy stores had like a plexiglass between the performers and the audiences that are in their patio area. So it's like, it's weird, man. So that, but they've been shut down. There's been comedy shows that have been shut down due to like complaints, um, people ratting them out, um, people calling the cops, uh, things of that nature. Even if they are compliant with different regulations, so it's been wild. Um, Probably should have talked about this earlier on the podcast, but me and my roommate VJ were in the process of trying to put together a comedy show sometime next week um, at a location that is uh, not going to be announced right now um, because we got concerns about getting shut down and all that stuff. Even though all the regulations would be met, um, would be an outdoor location um, for um, like a bar restaurant type of situation, which are legally allowed to operate right now in the state of California. 
how much longer they're going to operate. I do not know if this uh, the case numbers keep climbing. Because um, I get notifications like damn near daily, and it's like the cases just keep going up. I saw that there's a couple counties in California that went from a, a red state back to a purple state, which is not the direction you want to be going into. So they're getting more closed down. Um, I think purple state is where we were back in like March and April uh, when everything's really started a first hit and we're trying to figure out what the hell to do with this virus and how to how to deal with it and how to live with it. So I saw something that's like one in five on average, about one in five um, grocery store workers have gotten it. This was a study of 100 grocery store workers. I don't know exactly what state or what city it was, but had 20 people out of 100 so that's yeah that's a one in five average right there <sighs> fucking wild so yeah man it's, it's gonna be tougher before it gets better um so brace yourselves man be ready make sure you got masks make sure you got warm masks for the winter time too that's uh Gotta keep that protection, man. This is this shit is so unprecedented, man. I hope by the time we get that vaccine that this stuff hasn't mutated so all the way to the point where that initial vaccine is like pointless and useless. It seems like there's been new strains of this COVID that have uh been popping up here and there. And just gonna have to do our best, man. It might be putting your hole in the in the you know, damn, that's about to break. Um, we got to do our best, though. We got to put our best foot forward. Um, yeah, and I hope this this new administration just doesn't dick around and plays political games like the old one did. Because Trump and a lot of the Republicans had more pressing concerns in their mind than helping out the American people with uh, stimulus and recovery packages. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, they got a new... Um, was it Amy Barrett or whatever got it um, taken the the justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg taking her her spot after she passed may she rest in peace um, that was a bigger priority for them this whole election fraud meddling thing that apparently is a bigger priority for them this sucks this sucks man gridlock in Washington it's like what why are you guys even there man it's supposed to be for, to help the people but it's like they don't want to do that man so I don't know man fucking wild fucking wild uh, what else we had um, Disneyland yeah they had reopening plans they were planning to open in June that didn't happen um, India cases go up like crazy. By July, they were third behind the U.S. and Brazil. Um, let's see. Robert Pattinson got positive for COVID. Let's see. Um, Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen tested positive for coronavirus in Texas. I remember that. That was early on. Um, um let's see. Yeah, so like there were spikes in late June, early July, 
Governor Newsom ordered bars in LA and areas, nine other counties to close down. There was immediate closure of restaurant dining rooms uh, in July. Gyms and indoor businesses closed again in California on July 13th. Um, so yeah, so we got to orange level, but then they went back to red, and then it might go even back to purple, man. Like this is bad, bad news. Um, but it's weird because the regulations are by like on a county by county basis. So if you go from like a liberal county like LA County to a more conservative county like Orange County, things change like overnight. Yeah, like for instance. All the gyms are closed in LA, but if you go to OC, they're open. You know, there's a lot more businesses that are open over there. You know, for better or worse, man. It's still like, it's cool you have those options, but at the same time, it's like, maybe it's the right thing. I don't know. For everything, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, let's see. Uh, Silvio Berlusconi, former prime minister of uh, Italy. Tested positive for COVID back in August. Uh, let's see. So much shit. So much shit. So much shit. Yeah, man. This COVID shit is not going to end. Not going to end. A lot of this is going to look bad on Trump, but it's probably going to look equally as bad on Trump as the accusations that he's gotten recently. I know there was a sexual assault accusation that's dated all the way back from 97 during the U.S. Open by a former model named Amy Doris, uh, who was uh, in kind of his traveling party there for the U.S. Open, I guess. Um, that case is still open. And when he gets out of the office, he's not going to be protected by being in the presidency where he's at right now he's kind of protected in federal you know cases but that doesn't protect him in state cases so I know that there's like ongoing investigation I think in the state of New York uh, about his uh, lying about finances and not paying his full amount of taxes as he should I know there's been requests to obtain his uh Tax documents from years past. It was reported that he paid so little, like a few years ago before he was president. Um, and we'll see if that ever comes about. But he's gonna have a lot of legal challenges after he leaves the presidency. Um, some of those, including the sexual assault allegations that has happened. It's not the first time that he's had allegations either. So. See how that gets handled, man. Because this shit is wild. Um, what else? Uh, oh, yeah. West Coast was on fire for a long period of the time. We had wildfires that reached the East Coast back in October. Or in October. In August. Middle August. Um, yeah, it's really sad. A lot of property losses. And this is an ongoing problem that's been happening over a few years and it, yeah most shit gets polit turned political I know Trump was pointing at California saying they're a failed state California saying hey man like you're withholding funds that uh, were gonna be used to help combat like uh, control the wildfires at the same time because of the coronavirus and how that's been spreading um, it's spread like crazy through the prison population 
and a lot of the prison population are the people who end up fighting a lot of the fires uh, when they uh, when things kind of come up. Um, so not having access to those prisoners who would typically, under normal circumstances, be able to help out has left them shorthanded, <laughs> which is not a situation that we should have even been in in the first place. Like, they should not have been relying upon that type of labor. And then not giving them the opportunity to even become a firefighter once they are released, even though they have those job skills. Because that's a whole separate discussion. Yeah, so shouldn't have even gotten to that point, but now we're here. Now we're here. Uh, let's see what else. What else was happening? A lot of other stuff. I guess we'll stick. We'll stick to the the nastiness, sexual assault. I know was a topic there. Um, it's a fallout that was going on with Cristalia that happened earlier this year. I know we haven't phys- we haven't had the chance to talk about it here on this podcast. I know there was allegations against Jeff Ross. There was a clip on Joey Diaz, apparently, him and Jess talking about how uh, he was kidding around how saying that chicks used to suck his dick for spots at the comedy store in the belly room when he hosted a show, which was not factual and was ended up something that was fabricated and was kind of just in jest in the moment. Um, there was a lot of different things that came back to kind of support Joey and just be like, he's just like, look, man, I was bullshitting. And... One, I never even hosted in the belly room. Two, I've always respectful of the women that I met. Um, three, I was being an idiot on that show, or basically in summation. Four, if uh, <laughs> if I was going to be canceled, I would be canceled by now because I've told you all the nasty shit that I've done in my life, which he pretty much has. He's been pretty pretty outspoken with that shit. So I may not get in Joey, but Chris Leah, he, he lost his agent representation and he got uh uh removed from all of his uh um positions on like tv shows and what have you his shows have been canceled live shows for comedy obviously he's been canceled for a lot of people but you know he hasn't stepped back into the public spotlight um since that's happened um so it's been months now um yeah uh, there was also, yeah, there was a prank show that Crystalia and Brian Callen were supposed to be uh, on that was going to premiere on Netflix. That got that plug got pulled there. Um, also, as I mentioned, Brian Callen dealing with his own allegations that happened, that came out in like April, I want to say. And basically, he got removed from the Fighter and the Kid show after some. I want to say probably people on the Brennan Schaub side of things were probably like, hey, man, it'd be best if we don't have Brian on just because he's got too much heat on him right now. I know he probably wants to come back to the show, and I know Schaub wants to get him back, but it seems like probably the sponsors are like telling him, like, hey, man, Nikki, you got to chill with that right now. So, Callan, he's been doing his thing on Patreon, I know. He's been doing podcasts with Sam Tripoli, known conspiracy theorists, also comedian <laughs> so like i don't know where he's gonna go with his things um the allegations that he had he firmly denied i know um says it was a consensual relationship that happened prior and he didn't understand why she took that kind of thought process and attacking him but it is what it is he says he was gonna fight it and what have you but 
don't know. Shab looking looking desperate nowadays, bro. He's got Malik Bazil and uh, Chappelle Lacey filling in. They've been kind of the t- two regular guests and whatnot, but I haven't really watched the show. And yeah, I've watched clips here and there, but it's just it's just a weird dynamic. It just feels like Shab is like it's the Shab and Friends show, kind of. <laughs> he kind of gets the way to say his shit and. He's an entertaining dude, but I don't know if he's the most intellectual dude, so it's like, it could be tough sometimes. And, oh yeah, oh, he also came out and supported uh, Donald Trump too, saying he was going to vote for him because of the taxes basis, but I mean, yeah, do what you want, man, but it's like, I don't know, I don't know. You have a wife who's, I believe, Mexican? You have a kid who is so, as well? You gonna support the guy who kind of talks shit about about them? Like that shit doesn't sit well with me personally. But that's all another thing. Um. Yeah, we who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? Fools got COVID in Texas because they were just like fuck it. If it happens, it happens, and then they fucking pay for it. So yeah. Um, ultimately, it looks like they're all right and they're recovered, but still. Um, yeah, there's a lot of nasty shit here going on. Um, Eric Murillo, uh, world famous DJ, who was accused of sexual assault, ended up passing away on uh, August the 31st. Um, there was no word if it was a suicide or if it was foul play. Uh, crazy wild story i know he had there was some very deep and disturbing allegations that came out against him a few months prior and it looked like it possibly he didn't want to see live those uh live through the court case and relive those moments i'm assuming here's some probably some guilt on his part i don't know my assumption would be if you have that much guilt on your heart then maybe it'll lead you to take your own life there if you just can't stand to live with yourself knowing that you know the world knows your skeletons and all that stuff i don't know i don't know man it's just it just sucks too because it's another person who's in a prominent position who's considered a legend in like that the house music game and has been a part of the the movement of popularizing you know house music and whatnot for the last few decades man and just one of the pillars man one of the mainstays one of the top guns and it's just wow that's so crazy that everything happened so quickly man and it's it brings you to the more the other discussions about like can you separate his music from the person and their career accomplishments from the horrible things that they did and it's a tough one to wrestle with man like I know a lot of people have come to that fork in the road with other acts and what they've done in the past. There's been a lot of people who've been real shitheads that have that have done work that a lot of people have been praised and considered to be wonderful, beautiful, what have you. So it's tough, man, because there's some songs that he he made that are just so bangers too, and I just mm, it's 
It's unfortunate. And there's like a, kind of a time of reckoning that's for some artists um, who also had some allegations in the past as well. I know we talked about. It. I think Bass Nectar was another big one too. So it sucks, man. It sucks that there's victims out there too, and people in positions of power decide to take advantage of them. So I feel, I feel, I feel horrible um, for those people who've had to suffer through that, but. Yeah, let's let's stay kind of on that note, man. Cause um, I want to say R.I.P. to Naya Rivera, the ex Glee actress who went missing earlier this summer after she was renting a boat with her four-year-old son in Lake Piru. Eventually, was uh, declared deceased, and they were able were not unable to find her. Um, really sad, man. Really sad. Um, who knows if there's any foul play or anything that happened with that? But it's just. Yeah, that's a, that was a tough one, man. Um, let's see here. Um, speaking of uh, nefarious actions, Ghislaine Maxwell, um, who was uh, Jeff Epstein's ex-girlfriend and business partner, kind of uh, <laughs> um, crazy relationship. She was a main wrangler who got the victims that he sexually assaulted and abused she ended up being arrested on sexual trafficking charges in Maine in July now conspiracy theorists and everybody else has come out since that's happened and they've kind of dug deep into her history and everything her connections with uh, Epstein um, there were people who where victims there on Epstein Island who claimed that Ghislaine Maxwell was the ringleader and was the main person who orchestrated that whole um, horrible sexual trafficking and blackmailing, that whole operation that they did on that, that island. She was apparently the one who was the more nefarious one because, I mean, he was a pedoph uh, pedophile who wanted the young woman but she was the one that had the power and like the uh you know the smarts to actually get them and convince them to become a part of that that whole plan and that shit the whole story's fucking psycho wild um and everything that's happened there her father is just ex um uh what's ex spy for Israeli intelligence uh, who was you know huge in the UK I think he was like um, he owned some media companies I want to say I think magazines or newspapers she was you know all over the place um, was with Epstein and has connections with the Clintons and this shit gets wild when you start looking into like all the different dots and who knew what and what have you and mm, freaking crazy yeah I mean there was a, another victim that alleged that uh, Epstein showed her off to Trump at Mar-a-Lago when she was just 14 years old that came out in a lawsuit this summer fucking wild man like 
Crazy times, man. Crazy, crazy times. Um, what else? What else did we get? So that whole Gillian Maxwell situation, it's like, how did why did she get arrested then at the time and not earlier? And did she know that she was gonna get arrested? Cause she was in France, I want to say, and she came to the U.S. like a, f- a few months before. So she, like, is this like an inside job thing? Like, what's going on? No, I don't know. <laughs> There's so much shit out there that is just you could that's a that's a rabbit hole to get lost in, man. Um, let's see. Uh oh yeah, Golden State Killer. This guy sentenced to life without parole for twenty six rapes and murders. Uh this guy was like an ex cop. Uh yeah, Golden State Killer they ended up finding some DNA evidence from I wanna say his like niece who had submitted like a twenty three and me or something like that, and it matched some of the DNA match some of the dna that they had on record on file uh from some of the rape kits from the 70s and 80s fucking crazy and they finally tracked this dude down um so yeah so he finally got sentenced uh let's see oh what's up um philippines deport u.s marine and transgender killing that took place in 2014 that was very controversial. Um, yeah, so it's like, what? It's because you're part of the military, you can just act up in other places uh the world and not be held responsible. It seems kind of what happened there. Um, let's see here. There was, oh yeah, anti-Semitic marks uh, made by Nick Cannon. He got dropped by Viacom. Um, said some remarks on his podcast were considered anti-Semitic. Lost his Wild and Out job, but he did keep the mass Singer job. I don't know <laughs> what that means. This is wild. This is months ago, man. I'm trying to trying to get caught up. Um, let's see. Oregon sues the Trump administration as unrest and clashes continue in Portland. There was like reports that there were people in vans getting like picking up people without identifying themselves as police officers or police force so it's kind of shady there's like federal agents that were going around mm, yeah so Oregon ended up suing them because it's like yo we got the police here to do the job and if they want to let the protests happen they'll let the protests happen so it's kind of like yo we're handling it and Trump was like nah fuck that we're going to do it how I want to do it. So that's kind of what was going down a few months back. Uh, crazy stuff. All these protests and counter-protests that have been happening. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm, I know there was a protest in Austin. This guy Garrett Foster brought his gun. And then he was shot dead by a motorist who charged protesters and then shot his handgun at him yeah this was a guy who was brought his gun but was there in support of the uh like the black lives matter movement and the police brutality and all that stuff and he got killed by a conservative guy who was in his car he had 
attacked. He had like revved his engine. I think went into the crowd. And this guy was in the area where that happened with his rifle on him. And the guy who was in the car, I think, shot him. There's conflicting reports as to whether the guy with the rifle, uh, Garrett Foster, pointed the gun at him or whatnot. But it's just like, man, fucking things popping up here and there. It's just all these clashes. It's crazy. It's like they were trying to get people to continue to be divisive and... Yeah, just be more willing to be confrontational. It's like our enemies like want this to happen for us, man. They want the evil shit to happen. Um, they want the infighting and people to destroy themselves from the inside out, man. Wild, but yeah, they're in kind of relation to that. Um, Brianna Taylor. Uh, her family ended up breaching $12 million settlement in a wrongful death lawsuit with the city of Louisville, Kentucky over her um, unfortunate shooting. Um, no amount of money is going to bring her life back. Cause that's that's the sad reality there. But, you know, get everything you can in that. Uh, rest in peace to Jacob Blake, man who shot in the back seven times by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which... As we talked about, led to the protests that happened in the NBA with the Bucks and eventually the rest of the, the league and a lot of other more discussions that have been ongoing. And it just seems like uh, like that that led to a whole different uh, round of clashes that happened in the summer and Milwaukee and all that all that what happened there. Well, it was crazy, and what, like a follow-up action that happened there in Kenosha was uh, a situation with this this kid Kyle Rittenhouse, because um, he came from Illinois, which is apparently not too far away, um, but he crossed the state line, went into Wisconsin with his gun, with his parents too. The parents drove with him there to, I guess, protect property or something like. It seems like they were looking for, for a fight and they found one. And, you know, it's fucking wild. Like, he ended up shooting and killing a man. Um, crazy. I think he got, um, he's going to get handled by, the, I think, the Wisconsin. Um, court system and not in uh, Illinois he's not going to face charges in Illinois but he, he got arrested in Illinois so he's going to get um, uh, what should we call um, he's going to be sent over and he's going to be tried in another state so we'll see what happens there that shit is a whole nother fucking can of worms people saying he has the right to defend himself and like if somebody attacks you, you can shoot, you know, stand your ground laws and all that stuff. But this is like a whole completely weird fucking ball of wax because it's fucking wild, man. Why are you going to like an active place, you know, with the intentions of, like, I don't even know what the intentions are, but it seems like you have loaded ammunition you have support for one side of the discussion. You know 
your opposition is going to be there. Um, and you want to make sure, like, car dealership doesn't get broken into? I understand if it's your city, if it's your property, if it's your business, rightfully so, wanting to stand and defend it. But, like, man, when it's, you're, like, not even any person involved, like, why are you even putting, bringing yourself into that situation? That shit's wild to me. Crazy, crazy stuff. So, regardless of what happens with the the new administration, like, these are still problems that are very deep-seated in America and definitely need to be addressed and discussed. Um, we'll see to what extent people are going to be willing to listen and make changes and amend some stuff, but, hey, man. And we don't even know how willing and accepting, like, this new administration is going to be to doing that either. This is this gets wild, man. I feel like there's like most people uh, who can find somewhat of a reasonable ground, I'd say, in this relationship between the communities and the police that are supposed to protect them, because that relationship is is out of whack and has been out of whack for a while, and it sucks to see, man, because it's like. More and more innocent people just keep getting um, victimized there, man. It's not really... It's not what you like to see at all, man. Not what you like to see. Uh, anything else you like to see here? Let's see. <clears throat> all right. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Went over the COVID stuff. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of prominent deaths that have happened in the last few months. Uh, on the political side, John Lewis, a uh, longtime senator from uh, Mississippi, um, prominent member of the um, uh, you know equal rights movement of the '60s, um, prominent organizer activist politician he passed away in the summertime Ruth Bader Ginsburg that I mentioned before longtime member of the Supreme Court she also passed away um, in the uh, Hollywood side of things we had the loss of Chadwick Boseman star actor who played um Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, uh, among other roles. Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. Uh, hell of an actor. He unfortunately passed away. He was um, diagnosed with cancer there and was actually battling it quietly over the last few years. It's just kind of kind of insane, kind of crazy that he'd be able to take that under... Um, you know, take that diagnosis and be able to just powered through it in his own in his own way so that was really sad and more recently he lost a prominent actor the original 007 Sean Connery um, you know very well known Scottish accent what have you he's unfortunately no longer with us as well a day later uh, we lost Alex Trebek too 
lost to him to, I believe, pancreatic cancer um, just a few days ago. He was 80 years old and hosted Jeopardy. and Yeah, he was a uh, part of that institution for a long, long time, since the 80s, pretty much. And so, yeah, those are people who are just kind of in... Yeah, the zeitgeist, I guess. Just people, celebrities, everybody well knows and done a lot of work on television and on the movie screen. What have you. So may they all, may they all rest in peace there. Um, what other, what other stories we got here? A few more before we close up. Um, one of the issues we talked about, the situation going on with the, Illegal immigration and ICE and detaining people and what have you. It's been a problem under this administration. We'll see what happens with the next one because if you look at the past one beforehand, I mean, like they said, Obama built the the cages that Trump put the kids in. So it's like a systemic problem. It goes deeper than just the Trump administration. So, yeah, somebody who's... A, just you know, goody goody with the cops and whatnot, and somebody's got a checkered history of dealing with people of color in terms of sentencing and that stuff. We'll see. We'll see what's up with them. But um, yeah, a lot of issues, man. I mean, they're saying that ICE detainees face medical neglect. They had hysterectomies in facilities in Georgia that were forced upon them. Um, there's some whistleblowers who came out and were talking about it, saying that the conditions are actually horrible, especially considering COVID and that it's been running rapid through a lot of these detention centers. Um, ICE ended up deporting a woman weeks after she alleged guards sexually assaulted her at a facility in Texas. Um, so that did happen there. Um, freaking wild, man. It's crazy. And so there's, there's so many problems that kind of have not been brought to light and discussed too much in a lot of the main media those things need definitely need to be uh corrected because there's been there's just so much neglect and like just uh mistreatment with a lot of those people who've come across and um it doesn't always have to be this way man like the trump administration went out of their way to try to make it as uh you know horrible as possible for the people who've come um a lot of that shit has been inhumane like there's there's a reasonable conversation and talking points that you could discuss about these issues with immigration but like there are certain things that you know are just like you're treating them as less than as subhuman and that's not that's not right on any regard so we have to do better as a country to figure that stuff out and be able to you know you be better people, man. This is like that stuff. That's it's got a way on our conscious as a as a as a country, man. And it's sad to see that like there's a lot of people that just really don't give a damn that they know they are very very much aware, cognizant of it, and they just don't care. That's the part that sucks. There's people who, you know, there's people who are ignorant, people who don't know. But for real, like. The people in power and the people making the decisions, they know they know what's happening, man. It sucks. It sucks, man. 
We gotta look out for less fortunate. Um, let's see here. Uh, a couple other news and notes. Um, oh yeah, prominent evangelical leader Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, he got in some hot trouble, hot mess here. Uh, he denied that he had a sexual relationship with a former Miami pool attendant. Um, uh, but says that his wife did. <laughs> he claims he would watch them having sex and that he wasn't participating in the sex. So, like, that means he's, like, a, a Catholic, evangelical. He is not supposed to be committing gay acts. But he could be a cuck, <laughs> like, like that shit was fucking wild. Uh, the guy who was the former pool boy is now years older, came out and said that they had that relationship with them. That's what he wants to do. That, by all means, go ahead and do it. Just don't live your life as a hypocrite. Like that's the worst thing. You know, <laughs> don't be spewing one thing and then just living your life in a completely different way, right? Just be truthful and honest with people. I think that's just, <laughs> that's the best thing. If that's not when you live your life, then who am I to judge you for that? As long as you're not affecting me and everybody's cool with it who's involved, right? So, more power to him if he's uh, actually gay, if he's bisexual, if he's whatever he wants to declare himself to. Do you, Jerry Falwell, but it's just like, if you're, the problem comes when you say that you are, you know, hold these certain beliefs and then your actions say otherwise, that's, that could be a problem there. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, Lori Laughlin, um, former cast member on Full House. Uh, she got two-month prison sentence in the college admission scandal case. Her and her daughter is trying to get into USC. Um, yeah. What else? What else? What else we got? Um, oh, that shit is wild. That's that whole, that whole story we talked about before. couple more things before we get out of here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we're talking about um, China earlier. Yeah, it came out that they're using minority Muslim populations, the Uyghurs, uh, into forced labor to produce face masks for the U.S. market. There's a report claiming that they're, quote-unquote, carrying out demographic genocide against their Muslim population. So, yeah, mm, that's, that's not good. It's <laughs> not good at all. This China one-party system, you know, you got to bend your knee to the uh, President Xi or face the consequences. That kind of, that kind of place, man, it leaves no room for people who are really religious because the only religion they have there is the government. <laughs> like, it's such a crazy place. And, yeah, I know... With China, it's a tricky situation because we have business relationships with that country. And now, and a lot of people they have a lot of distrust with the country after this whole coronavirus pandemic and their lack of response or whatever that happened there. So it's like, are we even positioned to call them out when we have our own atrocities that we do ourselves too? So, like, 
they're the ones that own our debt, and they're the ones that produce a lot of the shit that we have. They are, they also are very nefarious and have taken a lot of liberties with stealing a lot of uh, intellectual property from uh, other corporations and stuff too. So they've kind of cut some corners to get into positions of power, and they've been willing to sacrifice like a lot of the labor, cheap labor impose a lot of tough restrictions on their people in order to get that uh, economic prosperity as a country so I mean it's a tricky situation man that shit is so fucking wild with what's going on over there but um yeah religion is a big no no I guess if you were uh, in uh in China yeah it's, uh if you believe in like the only god is the communist party there <laughs> um it sounds crazy to say but from what i see here that seems like that's how it is i don't know i've never been so i can't say i'm just reporting what people tell me man um what i read all right um yeah let's go back to north america uh Mexican President AMLO, Andres Manuel López Obrador. Um, yeah, the guy who hasn't congratulated Biden on his victory quite yet. Uh, he was asking Pope Francis last week for uh, an apology for the Spanish con or for the yeah Spanish conquest, pretty much. <laughs> um, it was the 500th year of uh, uh, since the Spaniards came. It's coming up next year. Um, 1521. I guess, is that right? No, 1621, 1621. Um, yeah, so he's, he wants an apology. There was a lot of uh, raping, pillaging, tormenting, um, <laughs> taking over of uh, a lot of territory and land control in Latin America that happened. Uh, very controversial. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of crazy shit happened. Lots of people um, did some nefarious things in the name of the Catholic Church, um, in the name of God, per se. So just kind of asking there for a little bit of uh, an apology, and I don't think that happened. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, he also was asking uh, the Pope for the a loan of the ancient books held in the Vatican Library that come from uh, like the Aztec manuscripts, I want to say. Uh, <laughs> Mexico is also urging Austria to return Moctezuma's headdress that was made of hundreds of long quetzal feathers and more than 1,000 gold plaques. Um, he did it on Dia de la Raza, which was, I guess, Columbus Day. Uh, that kind of craziness. I know in America, is it? Columbus Day is an Indigenous Peoples Day. There's certain places that have changed it and they're trying to reconcile with that history. But yeah, if, if you need to figure out if Columbus was a good person or not, just go read his own diary about what he did when he first came to America. A lot of the shit that he did in there, you'd be like, that fool was a scumbag <laughs> if you read it from his own words. Like the way he punished the natives... Um, the way he would take them captive and like, uh, um, yeah, basically force them into doing stuff. 
he would throw like babies overboard to punish the natives for when they would not act and how he wanted them to like he I know they would um, like chop off fingers arms like limbs and stuff for the ones that were quote unquote misbehaving or not acting how they wanted to they took slaves and brought them back to the new world um, they didn't know what they were doing with the diseases I understand that but that wrecked the whole population of people who didn't have that immune system or whatnot. But um, it's like it shit gets wild. This shit gets wild. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's weird because this fool Amlo is like he does stuff that seems like uh, it's more for show than it is for actually like substantial change or positive benefits. Because, like, yes, I think in theory a lot of people would agree with him about, like, a lot of that stuff in Mexico. Obviously, if you're from Europe, you have might have a different perspective. You might have been told a different history on this stuff. Um, so, so you might be shaded in one way or the other. But, like, is that really changing anything if they say sorry? Like, they might acknowledge it. But, like, does that change the fact that the coronavirus numbers are still going through the roof? Cartel violence is still a big issue. Um, there's still a big disparity between the poor and the rich. Uh, <laughs> like, there's a vast amount of corruption in the political system and everything, man. There's corruption in a lot of the business ventures and whatnot. And there's a lot of different problems that happen in Mexico. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, last story. We'll finish it off here. So this whole pandemic is throwing a, a wrench in a lot of people's plans, but I don't think uh anyone has had as many uh crazy changes <laughs> to their day to day lives as this uh one traveler from Japan who ended up making it all the way to Peru. Uh, he was had plans scheduled to visit Machu Picchu, ancient ruins there. Um, he had plans back in like March, right? So he was in the country and then immediately everything shut down. So this tourist ended up having to quarantine in a small village in Peru, not knowing how to speak Spanish and not having anybody who could speak Japanese with him. So he was stranded in the town of Aguascalientes for seven months right they finally were able to open up Machu Picchu for this one single Japanese tourist um, after that seventh month wait so this dude finally was able to go and complete his journey and complete his mission to go visit the ruins which is on my list of places to go visit I need to go I gotta go um, go take some selfies with some llamas and whatnot uh, um yeah go have some kui <laughs> but yeah crazy story man can you imagine being that guy though just like lost somewhere in like a foreign country with the world on lockdown and not knowing what the hell is gonna happen next and figuring out not only a way out to survive and just make it but like figuring out how to 
complete your travel plans, man. Seven months, that's a long-ass time, man. Apparently, he became, like, a little local legend, and everybody became friends and fam. you know. <laughs> he was, like, a, a fixture with the town and whatnot, so the local community was able to help him out there, so that was a cool, cool story, man. I think I don't... The human human race is more resilient than I think we give ourselves credit for sometimes, man. You put ourselves in some weird situations and we have we find ways to figure out how to make it make it work and adapt. So I think that was a that was a pretty cool one. But um Yeah, man. That, that's a lot of my thoughts here. I'm trying to keep this under two hours. I think I did a good enough job. Alright, so it's been a couple months. I'm trying to get this shit back up and running. I'm trying to come back to you weekly. I mean, I'm trying to get more guests on the show too. Um, trying to make some moves, making some investments happening. I got a new laptop, by the way. Uh, shout out to this Razer 15-inch uh, base model that I got. Um, I'm about to get uh, SSD so that I could uh, change out, um, expand the memory, internal memory on this thing. This thing only has like 256. And I wanted to uh, gigs, and I wanted to get at least one, maybe two terabytes, um, just so I could use this as my main station for, um, yeah, logging all the podcasts, uh, you know, doing some uh, some video work, hopefully, because we want to make this uh, whole project, and we want this to be up on YouTube and have a video element to it. Um, if not YouTube, what other? wherever where we just want video element too so we can put this on instagram chop up little clips make this interesting get this shit really up and popping right um so i really want to thank you all for fucking with me and up to this point uh everybody's listening everybody's been a part of the show uh yeah bigger and better plans are coming uh 2020 has been you know a wrench in a lot of people's plans but we, we try to keep it moving as I mentioned before, I've been trying to do more comedy stuff. I've been on some few different in-person comedy shows at, at some outdoor venues. Um, still was been grinding every once in a while on the Zoom and like the online mics. Haven't done those quite as much since I've been doing more IRL stuff. Um, but yeah, comedy show coming on the 17th. Uh, look at my Instagram, at Puro Caballero, for more information on all that, that coming. Um, I got a pretty good lineup of uh, comics here. I'm very excited. Uh, we'll be announcing all that information sometime shortly, um, as long as everything goes to plan. Um, but yeah, uh, and we're working our way all the way to to holiday season, man. We've already had Halloween. You know, I didn't really get to go out, dress up, and do all that stuff. Turkey days in a couple weeks. Christmas is around the corner, and then we got 2021, so hopefully, you gotta make it through this damn second wave, this whole crazy COVID shit, we'll get to 2021, and then hopefully when we flip that calendar, man, we can get the ball rolling to having a better year, man, because a lot of people consider this year a wash, man, Whew. I didn't try to let it stop me, but it, like, I'm not gonna lie to you if I said it didn't, didn't didn't uh cause some massive changes on some plans so but that's what we got to do man so we gotta we gotta adapt and survive you know survive in advance right just keep on moving one day at a time man gotta take it one day um yeah as always make sure that 
you remain safe and healthy as much as possible. Um, this is this is an airborne illness that is primarily transferred from person to person via uh, particles in the air that come out when you cough, breathe, sing, all that stuff, yell. So maintain distance, wear a mask. You're gonna be people be outside, so there's airflow. Make sure there's airflow wherever you're at. Um. Just try to be clean. I know they're initially saying you got to like sanitize everything, make sure your hands are super, super clean and all that stuff. As we found out, maybe the virus doesn't spread by touching contact as much, but it's still just good practice to me. You know, make sure you're clean and all that stuff. Who knows? The next strain of the virus might be worse. You might, you might be able to touch somebody and get it. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know if anybody does at this point. This this world is crazy, but do what you can to maintain your own mental health as well as your physical health. Personally, I will speak for myself. I have not maintained my uh, physical health the last couple months. It's dropped off. Probably gone along with me kind of slacking with the show and doing some other stuff, but we're trying to get back on the right track. Um, we're trying to get back up and moving and... Um, get into better shape because i definitely did put on a covid 19 to 20 pounds in the last couple months so my goal is to get that remedied and get back into a much better shape for myself because uh i gotta fit it back to my pants man (laughs) there's a couple pants that don't fit me right now that i'm very upset about uh about myself for letting myself go like this so don't do what i did try to stay active get some sunlight move around uh, as much as you can. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I will be coming back with another episode sometime soon. I'm trying to give you a couple more to kind of talk about some different things that are going on in the sports world and comedy world and whatnot that's going on. That's piqued my interest. We've got, we're more than halfway through the NFL season. NBA season's over. MLB's over. So I got to do a wrap up on all that shit, right? Fighting world. A lot of shit happening there. A lot of shit happening in the world of soccer, world football. So we'll be back with you more recaps on that shit. I'll have some more guests coming on, um, hopefully too, in uh, the next few weeks. So yeah, stay tuned. Uh, subscribe, comment, share, listen. Um, leave a review. Leave a rating. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, right? Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I know both of them switched some stuff around, but we're still on there, on those platforms. SoundCloud, um, you know, Stitcher, TuneIn. Yada, yada. You got the bit. You got the rest of it. We are on Instagram at The Puro Caballero Show and my profile at Puro Caballero, all right? So that's pretty much it, guys. It's, uh, it's been a good one. And yeah. We got a new president. We'll see how the hell that does. We'll see where we go. All right, I'm out of here. Later. Yeet.